Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio, brought to you by Rockstar Records, 810 East Main Street, Tupelo, Mississippi, 662-269-3745. Welcome to Locals to Legends Podcast, with your host, the voice of $10 Wrestling, noted author that has never been published, and the heaviest CWA light heavyweight champion in history, the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson. And his co-host, the star of Taylor TV, the man who has wrestled Jerry Lawler 1,239 times and never won, Neil, the Real Deal Taylor. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio. I'm your host, Gene Jackson, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my tag team partner, Mr. Neil, the Real Deal Taylor. Neil, how are you doing this evening, sir? Man, I'm doing great, Gene. It's uh, it's been a wild week. <laughs> we were just talking about that before we went on the air about how crazy this week seems like it's been. God, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a crazy week, and and I was, and as I was also telling Neil before we went on the air, I'm about half sick. Uh, anybody that's anybody that's listened to my various podcasts over the years knows that me coughing in the background is a common occurrence. But tonight it's going to be worse. Rosie asked me earlier, she's like, how the hell are you going to do a podcast and you can't keep from coughing uh, for more than 30 seconds at a time? But so far, I'm, I'm holding out, but uh, if it gets too bad, I'm, I'm going to be muting myself. So if there's like a long pause before I say something, you'll just know that I'm, I'm unmuting myself because I was just hacking and coughing the whole time whoever was talking uh, was talking. So I'm going to try not to be overly rude with that tonight, but if, if you hear it in the background, please bear with me because like Neil said, it's been a long week. Uh Rosie's been sick. Everybody at her office was sick. Half the people at my dealership was sick. And knock on wood, I had done pretty good not catching it. But I think it's it's creeping up on me, man. <laughs> well, the, the Rick Flair podcast sometimes was two hours of him sounding like he was going to cough up a lung. So <laughs> <laughs> we could probably slide by with one week out of it anyway. Awesome. That's the closest I'll ever come to being compared to Rick Flair. I'll take it. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> don't let me laugh. Then I'll really get to coughing. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so last week we had a we had a fun show with our, our buddy Derek King. Uh, we got a, another good show lined up next week that we'll talk a little bit about at the end of this podcast. But uh, before we before we break into this week's episode, we get our guest on the line. Neil, is there, is there anything uh, you want to touch on? I know you were part of a big show. Uh, last night, you want to give us a, a quick uh, synopsis of, of how the OWO show in Amory went last night? Uh, it went really, really well. Um, we had uh, Billy Gunn from DX fame, from WWE fame, uh, in the house last night. We had a standing room, uh, standing room only crowd uh, that were super hot all night long. Uh, Billy Gunn worked with uh, Dustin, <clears throat> excuse me, Dustin Five Star last night. And, Man, they just they they burnt the house down. They they did an awesome job, and uh, uh, all the guys did. It was uh, it was a to- it was a solid show from top to bottom. Um, I worked with uh, Extreme Brett Michaels, which is uh, always a lot of fun. Enjoy working with Brett Howe for years and years. So uh, it it was a great it was a good show. We had a uh, like I said, we had a really really good turnout, and uh, Billy Gunn was a super nice guy, super. Uh, 
hospitable to everybody, and uh, uh, the night went well. Well, my brother Wit, who's listening right now, shout out to Wit. Um, he took my nephew to the show last night, and Russell got a chance to get his picture with Billy Gunn, and he was excited about that. And uh, he said he texted me today and said, driving home, uh, he asked Russell what his favorite match was, and he said he liked the scary guys. So he was talking about Jay and Chop, uh, the Hell yeah. County misfit. He he was asking Wit if they were part of the Wyatt family. So. Uh, uh, he was he was kind of bummed out when he heard John Cena wasn't going to be there, but then since there was some some stray Wyatt family guys there, he was he was pretty psyched. So, Whit Whit loved it. Said it was a great show, and uh, they uh, I don't know I don't know if, if yeah he was there. Did not, was he, there. I told him to yeah I was hoping he'd get a chance to track you down, but yeah him and him and Russell were there out in the crowd. He sent he sent me a picture of you in the ring. So, uh, but anyway, I mean, I, everything I, I heard about him. the show was. Yeah, well, you might not recognize him. It's been a while since you've seen him, but uh, yeah, I heard it was a really good show. And then I seen on uh, Maria's Twitter that apparently they they beat Billy Gunn last night, and apparently they beat Broken Matt Hardy in Memphis today. So quite a weekend for the power couple to go over on Billy Gunn and and Matt Hardy all <laughs> in the same weekend. Well, I, I didn't know. Uh, I had heard Dustin say last night that they may uh, uh, they were talking about. Um, adding him to the to the uh, Matt Hardy match because it was originally supposed to be Matt Hardy and one of the one of the luchadors that work up there and I can't that, forgive me I can't remember his name but um, they were talking about adding him in and doing a three way uh, I haven't seen yeah. anything on Facebook from it so um, I, I don't know how that went I do know that uh, Matt Hardy was in uh, Cape Girardeau for CCW wrestling on Friday night. And uh, or no, it was last night on Saturday night. Last night, um, and yeah. they had a huge crowd up there. So big week. Uh, he's for he's one of the hottest acts in wrestling right now, and uh, and uh, yeah, Jason's doing really well up there in Cape Girardeau. I, I, I mentioned to you recently. I think we're going to reach out to him and, and try to get him on the show and, and talk about what all the, the big stuff he's got going on in Cape Championship yeah, yeah. Wrestling up there. <clears throat> but uh right now let's uh let's go to the man of the hour let's go to this week's guest uh the one and only the master of prime jitsu himself mr donnie prime time donnie are you there uh yeah man i'm here what's up hey not much we're here late on a sunday night once again and uh you're joined by gene jackson and mr neil taylor he's on the line there if you want to say hello to him going on neil I'm good, Donnie. How are you tonight? Doing well, man. Just, awesome. uh, just you no know, chilling on a Sunday night, brother. <laughs> I hear you. Now, before we get too deep into this, I've been seeing some things on my on my Facebook, and so I got to ask you about this. Uh, word is that you've uh, you've uh, took a a turn down the uh, the left hand path, if you will, over there in Pro South. And uh, old lovable Donnie Primetime ain't so lovable over in Piedmont. What the hell is going on over there? Oh man, <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the most hated thing since Gene Jackson, if you will. Wow! Uh, all it took was me killing Chris McCain and uh, set the place on fire. But yeah, currently I am uh, affiliated with the Left Hand Path. Um. It's, uh, it's me and a group of guys, man, out to do something different. 
can't really tell now you. Now, that begs the question. I'm, I'm a, go ahead. What's up? What the hell is a left-hand pass? I've been wondering that ever since I've been seeing that name. I don't – break that down for me. I'm still kind of new to it, so I'm kind of learning it as we go along. But <laughs> How's that for putting you on the spot, right? <laughs> hey, man, explain it. You got to live the gimmick, brother. But That's that's what we do here. Ask Derek King. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I would basically – the left-hand pass would be just uh, a group of very powerful men following uh, – the ideologies of a of a madman to most, but you know, once you get in, he doesn't seem so crazy. I mean, since I've joined him, I'm undefeated, so it's like that. Nice. Now we don't deal in kayfabe here on the show. Everybody, even even Ace Haven breaks kayfabe when he comes on the show. So now I heard you attacked, you know, Chris McCain and all this, but then I seen pictures of him in the friggin' hospital and he had surgery. So what's the deal? I mean, did he legit get hurt or he's just having a damn sinus surgery or some shit? Oh, bro, um, I'm going to have to shoot work you here. You know, it was supposed <laughs> to have been just a uh, just a little spot there, you know, and uh, he got hit, and he had to go get his stuff straightened out. I had to go get his nose fixed. Yeah, it was on me. Wow. Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, he said he was going to be listening. He sent me a message. He said he was going to be listening tonight, so uh... – Shout out to Chris McCain, and uh, hope you heal up soon, my friend. And uh hate that happens. Damn Donnie Primetime. I mean, hey, man, you just, you know, I've, I've never hit no one with a, you know, concerto before. I set him up for it and thought we had everything going well, and, you know, his face thought otherwise. So, <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Oh, yeah, his wife this so McCain gets to be the crash test dummy on your first foray into concertos. <laughs> <laughs> wow poor guy um, alright so uh, so you've been alright so let's back up here the, the last time that I got to spend any length of time uh, with our guest Donnie Primetime was uh, a road trip back at the tail end of July that we made uh, we were speaking of OWO right before you came on the air uh, to OWO in Houston Mississippi and uh, I watched you wrestle Memphis Monroe over there. I think you even uh, beat him for a title. But now he had sent me a telegram over in the week, and, and it said, let me pull it out here and look at it. It said, uh, don't have that uh, Bobby Goodtime on your show talking about he beat me because he didn't beat shit. So before you get into that, let's just know he's he's still protesting. But anyway, we uh, we we recorded a podcast in the car that night, which is now a lost episode somewhere on my old phone. And if, and if I can ever get it to work, uh, I'll post it up because we had a, a very lengthy conversation about how, you know, you came up through MMA and in your uh, wrestling training. And at that point, uh, you were getting ready to go to a Ring of Honor uh, seminar slash tryout. Now, I've seen you at a couple shows, and we, we, you know, we swap messages on Facebook here and there, but we haven't talked at length. Tell me about that trip to the Ring of Honor seminar. How'd that go? What did you learn? Was it worth your time? Um, so, yeah, um, the worst part about the trip was the 16-hour drive from my house up there, the nerves of, of wading into it, man. But you get in there, and you see a bunch of guys, and, of course, you know, 
<laughs> once you spend that kind of money and take that kind of a trip, I mean, you're looking around at everyone, just about everyone else is in tremendous shape, and they can all work their asses off. And uh, it's real nerve-wracking, man, because then you see the people, like I've been a lifelong Christopher Daniels fan. You know, he just pops in there, and right. it's just like – Followed by Delirious, you know, with Cheeseburger, with <clears throat> uh, Matt Taven was there, uh, BJ Whitmore, man, just a bunch of guys, man. It was very nerve-wracking. Um, but my there was a two-day camp. My first day, I went in there, and uh, I killed it, you know. Everyone didn't mess up, in my opinion. I didn't. Um, and I had nothing negative to say about me. Uh, you ever see BJ Whitmore, he, he's absolutely, you know, he's really – down with the old character. He was a big fan of Prime oh, yeah. says, I remind him of a, a Kung Fu Kenny Powers. <laughs> Imagine that if you So will. what does this so what does this look like? Is this throwing you in there with guys like having little sparring matches or just like what what exactly are you doing for them at that point? Um uh well man we we jumped in there, we did a few drills. Nothing too crazy, nothing too out of the way. No, no blow-up drills, nothing insane like that. Um, then they take you to a promo room. You get to cut some promos. They give you a situational awareness of, like, okay, you've got uh, 60 seconds. Introduce me to your character. You know, we'll give you the five-second countdown when you need to wrap it up. Go. And then you do that in a, in a small room at the ROH Dojo in front of about, <laughs> it was about 20, 25 people stuck in that little room, and they critique it. Um, nice. And the nerves are there until you realize that no one's there to make you feel bad. No one's there to crap on you. It's like with everyone there being a big name in professional wrestling already and everyone making a, a paycheck, you know, making a good living with it, and everyone's there just to try to help you. And at that point, it was uh, when you see that and you see these guys are, are, you know, are putting in the time to make you better, not just as a cash grab, man, the nerves gets way better. I had two of my best matches I've had since I started working up there in a five-minute match scenario where they uh, just they get two people get in the ring, uh, go wrestle, killed it. You know, there's a awesome. dude named Brian Malonis who has his podcast. Um, I can't remember the name <laughs> of it, but he's he's from up north and that dude's incredible. I got to wrestle a local guy from around here, and I'm just too many concussions to remember who he was, but we tore it down. Uh, my only critique that I was given was he didn't like my gear and I could get in better shape. But, I mean, you know, the gear thing, that's pick and choose. And I knew I had to get better yeah. shape right out there. But, you know, you just got to go see what's up. Overall, tremendous experience. What I do it again, I'm going to do it again sometime in October. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Awesome. I've leaps and bounds better since before I came back. You look at the whole aspect of the business and the sport differently. You know, that's one of the things we talked about when uh, we had Ace on the show, and uh, I think that's one thing that the guys down here uh, benefit that they're having that, you know, guys like me and Neil didn't have, and we were coming along as, like, you just got in it, and then you tried to just pick up what you could as you went along and just, uh, you know, feel your way through, and, you, you know, the only time you really knew if you were doing well or picking up anything is when guys like Bill Dundee would berate you after your match and, or tell you it was the shits and stuff like that. But, like, <laughs> you guys have had so <laughs> – right? Hey, uh, I've, you know, I've had those – You've had those back 20 years. 
What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, you just killed the fucking town, kid. Great. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you guys are getting opportunities. <laughs> yeah, that's a direct quote, sadly. Uh, James Hardy was there that night. I blame him. But anyway, um, God bless him. <laughs> Hashtag blame James Hardy. Anyway. Uh, but you guys are getting a lot of great – I like used to to get to go to seminars and get those opportunities. Uh, guys had to travel 16 hours like you did, and, and God bless you for doing it. But, I mean, here lately in the last couple of years, um, you especially have had opportunities uh, within, you know, reasonable driving distance and sometimes in your backyard to partake in some really great seminars. And, of course, we'll go ahead and plug this now. I was going to plug it at the end, but – you know, uh, another great opportunity coming up. New South's bringing in Tommy Dreamer March the 18th, and Tommy Dreamer's doing a seminar uh, before the show for just 50 bucks. And I think anybody close by that is serious about wrestling would be crazy not to partake in that. I mean, Tommy Dreamer at one point was basically a talent scout for WWE and was doing what Jim Ross did at one time. So, obviously, who's going to have more insight into what WWE's looking for than a guy – uh, who did that job at one point. So uh, what's what's a couple of the other ones you've done that really left a lasting impression on you that you, you picked up something that you're using every time you step in the ring now? Uh, well, obviously, for the longest time, it was EC3. He gave me a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, it was a tremendous uh, seminar. Um, the Quackenbush seminar oh there was two it was a part two it was one wrestling and one just on uh the business and character development and i was uh working so i didn't have time to go to the uh first one so i just went to the second one tremendous the only thing the dude did was talk for three hours and you still like he you still wish you would have talked for another six um bob evans is the absolute man he's the uh (laughs) real big reason why a real big reason why I started, you know, traveling more and getting myself out there and while I was uh, brave enough to actually, you know, bet on myself to go up there to uh, Philadelphia and uh, to try all those things, man. Uh, Bob Evans is like a pro wrestling guru, you know. <laughs> He's like a sensei. Yeah. Um, one one that surprises me when people, you know, they ask me, so what was one of the, the better seminars you go to? Of course, they expect Quackenbush and, and Bob Evans and – um, EC3, those are those are all great, but um, Robbie E did a really good seminar at Pro South that was uh, affordable, and he really, man, he works with with guys, and like you didn't think he would come in and you know be ready to work that hard with people, but Robbie E is where the whole um, Prime Jitsu character came from. Um, cool. He had to ask us to do something. It was a hey, give me a character when you come out. You know, don't just be Donnie be a character, be somebody. And I was just sitting there. I was like, man, what am I going to do? I watched Chris Parker run out of there and try to be a NWO cowboy. I'm just like, well, okay, I, I can do something like that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I, I just went out there and pretended to be Bruce Lee. Sweet, partner. Robbie. Hey, man. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> Brother. You said, you said an NWA, uh, NWO cowboy. Yeah, it was oh like Kurt Henning God. in the NWO. <laughs> Giddy oh up for life. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he ain't down with that. Uh-oh. I got two words for you. Uh-oh. Yeehaw. 
Uh, that's going to be on a shirt before too long, man. <laughs> You're welcome, Chris. Yeah, you can use that. <laughs> well, he, he had uh, to figure out how to work it. Yeah, so the Robbie you know, one was, was good. That's awesome. And another one I'm going to plug, I haven't been to it, but, of course, it, I mean, Joey Mercury is doing one um, March the 8th. And somewhere in Georgia, if you'd help Rick Michaels about that, that's one that I unfortunately won't be able to make because of my uh, shoot job obligations. But, I mean, Joey was one of the guys that helped the Shield come together. I mean, and, like, people credit him for, like, building a lot of the younger guys. So that's going to be a crazy one. To, the Tommy Dreamer one I'm already I'm already down for. I'm trying to drag Britt Jackson by the, you know, the hair of his mustache there with me. But, you know. Well, I'm proud to see. I'm proud to see my nephew is is back in the business again. I, I never had any doubt that he wouldn't be back in due time, but uh, glad glad to see it and uh, glad he's got his love for the him, business back. Him and I had to cross some swords, man. Um, see, Britt was thinking about coming back to wrestling sooner, but you know, I wrestled Memphis in uh, in Mississippi, and there was a match that Memphis retired in. Uh, after that, you know, Britt didn't talk to me. He would answer my messages back. You know, he he just he held a grudge on me for it. I had to call and apologize and tell him that I wasn't the reason he, he retired. He retired, you know, because he wanted to. But I, th- I still think that Britt holds that against me. Yeah, well, you know, Britt's an emotional guy. He, he carries grudges, that's for sure. I mean, he, he likes who he likes, man. Well, you know, who knows? Memphis may be – just like Britt, Memphis may come back someday. Who Who knows? That guy, he's... he ain't getting his title back. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure you've already sold it by now, but you know. Oh, I mean, gotta get that gas money to get to those seminars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Neil, well, let me tag you in here. What what do you got to to ask, Mister Prime Time? Um, going back to these seminars, uh, you know, and, and I understand, you know, everybody goes to seminars to to learn and and and. And you know, I think it's a really big, really good tool. Um, like Gene said, you know, I wish that there would have been stuff like that when, you know, he and I first started, because you know, it's like you said, I've carried many, many cussings from, from Bill Dundee to Jerry Lawler to Doug Gilbert to all kinds of people. But let, let me ask you this, and, and and you know, most of the people that go to these seminars, I understand, are trying to get better, and 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 most of the guys that go to them, you know, are probably already are working with a pretty good, pretty good uh, repertoire of you know, or, or or a decent resume going in. Has he, have you have you been to one of these seminars where there was a guy that came in that was just the absolute shits, and you, you knew the guy, just, <laughs> he just he just paid his money and he just showed up because you know he's he's trying to learn, but there is just absolutely no damn hope with this guy. And he I just, think you may have already mentioned you know, him, right? <laughs> well, yeah, he may be right now, but yeah, really. But I, I mean, yeah. as far as well, I mean, yeah, that was pretty bad. But you know, from my you know. from my, I, yeah, you know. Going in and actually doing the moves and trying to learn how to wrestle. Have you ever seen anybody who's just the absolute shits? And, you know, everybody in the room knew he was the shits, you know, and, and kind of what did they do with the guy? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to drop a name, but, yeah, we were at the uh, Bob Evans seminar. It was uh, down in Pro South, and 
we're doing a basic drill to, you know, show how the heel would cut off a baby and go into heat, you know. Well, you miss something off the top rope, supposedly, then the heel takes over. Well, my my brother Sean was in there. A shout out to Sheen. Uh, and there was this guy who uh, I've only seen wrestle at one show, and he wrestled in a tank top. Um, but he, he's just not in shape, um, you know. He, he but he, he showed up, so you can't really blast the guy because unlike a lot of people, you know, he actually was there. So it's like, you know what? Maybe he's trying to learn. Maybe he's not as bad as we think he is. Well, he goes to stomp Sheen, and like. Sean's like, what? As soon as Sean stands up, dude just wraps him for a shoot German and drops him on his neck. Bob, oh, God. Bob, Whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. No, 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 no. Let's, uh, no, this is, we're not doing that. You know, <laughs> Sean is about, like, crumpled in half across the ring. You know, Sean? Oh, my and, God. Um, Cabana Man Dan, if you know him, is one of the nicest people ever you ever meet in wrestling. And uh, he, he comes up to me. Because we're on the apron, and he's like, what's the cussing like on this show? Do y'all cuss? Oh, yeah. You yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, and this is coming from Cabana Man, you know. He goes up and he goes, if that shit bird would have done that to me, I'd have fucking killed him. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't think I've heard, I don't think I've heard Cabana Man Dan cuss three times since I've known him, and I've never seen him mad. <laughs> Holy crap! No, no, For no, people no. who know it's, him, that that just illustrated the point. Yeah, because like, and the guy was like, uh, he was oblivious to the fact until like it was twenty minutes into this drill, and it doesn't feel like Bob got him out of the ring. He was just talking to him, talking to him, talking to him. It's just like at the end of it, he just the guy just like sits there with his head in, in shame and just proceeds to go about the rest of it until he, he just finally just went home. But yeah, man, that was insane. And there's, a, there's another story. If there's one I thing me and me and Neil Taylor can't stand is is somebody out of shape in there. I mean, what a piece of shit. Yeah. I yeah, mean, oh, I, bro- <laughs> fuck that guy. Anyway, well, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. He was wearing. He was wearing. And his, his, I saw him <laughs> wrestle at a show, right? He was wearing baggies, and he had a stained wife beater on, and he wasn't Luke Harper, so he that wasn't his gimmick. And I, I looked at the kid, and, you know, me being the, the savvy vet I am, I looked at him, and I was like, why are you wrestling with a shirt on? Because he's not fat. He's not, out of, he's, not, he's not in shape, but he's not out of shape. I'm just like, take your damn shirt off, man. You know, you're not fat. Just, just quit out. You look like a damn hobo. You want people to pay tickets to see you, man? Come on, dude. Now, I want to point this out there, disclaimer. I like the kid. You know, he seems like a pretty nice person. Hopefully he gets better, you know. When he's not breaking <laughs> people's neck with a cute German. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, it's funny. That wasn't malicious. Like, you know he just didn't know what the hell he's doing, right? Yes. It, no, no, no. Like, he, he thought he did something good. Because, he, you know, <laughs> you know the guys that just want to go in there and hit moves? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what he was. He's like, I'm going to go hit Brock Lesnar's stuff. Some of that America machine, Alpha shit right there is fun. Yeah, boy, yeah. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of uh, of uh, you and Neil and you you guys that you hang out with, oh, Jeremy Flynn about killed A.R. Fox the other week in New South. When you get a hold of Jeremy, you need to ask him, why is he, why is he trying to kill <laughs> A.R. like that? 
Uh, yeah, I'll shoot him a text in the morning then, because uh, I've seen that referenced a couple of times, and I, I haven't asked him about it. So I kind of I, I want to okay. try to get out of slip out of work early to come to this new South show, because uh, I mean you're in you're in what looks to be a pretty pretty interesting tag match, and then uh, I want to see Flint tie up with Odin's, and that should be a hell of a match. So. And not to mention Dreamer's going to be there wrestling P Dog. So I mean, what the hell? P P P Dog. Yeah. Speaking of Neil, where's Mister Sensational at? Uh, either eating. He'll be on the show shortly. Just don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. He's either eating cheese. He's eating cheese. Gambling. Sticks. One of the two. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, he ain't out starting no damn right again, is he? No, he's not. Not stirred up no shit this week. <laughs> but uh I'm learning a new turn tonight. Shit bird. That's great. <laughs> shit bird or berg? Bird. The bird. Shit you can go bird. shit bird or shit hook, either way. Well either way it's frowned upon to be one of those bird. things. Yeah, you don't want to be either one. Shit so. bird. There but you go. We need a the shirt that says that wrestling terminology. There's a difference between being a shitbird and being a greenhorn. Yeah. Like, if someone's green, they're just bad because they don't know. A shitbird is someone who has the opportunity to become better and just don't care, or they just ignore ignore it, you know? Like, if you've been here for 10 years and and you're still spiking people on their head, the Germans, then you're probably the the (laughs) aforementioned. David Cox is a a shitbird, Neil. Oh. Or they're out of shape and wear shirts, I guess. But anyway. Yeah. Those guys are real pieces of shit. Fucking guys in shirts. What the hell? Damn that Mick Foley. Yeah. (laughs) Can't all all be Mick Foley. I feel like that's all Neil took took away from that was, oh, damn, Bob Dom hates guys in shirts, huh? I'll show that son of a bitch. (laughs) I'll book him again. <laughs> Whatever that meant for us to take his shirt off. He said, what are you, a faggot or something? You want to see me with no shirt, you queer? <laughs> How you handle that? Got to oh, let him know. I mean, Not that there's anything wrong I with that. <laughs> I, really I mean, if I wore a shirt, then <laughs> how would I be able to, you know, get anyone to rub baby oil on me? Yeah, exactly. There you go. And how would they? Yeah. And how would they see the the prime time across your shoulders in case they forget your name? I mean, exactly. When I say what time is it, I mean, tattooed on my back. I should never have to ask that question, but I can't see it, so I got to ask people. <laughs> so I got to tell this real quick, and I'm probably still the only one that finds this funny, but I got to tell this for Neil's benefit. So, you know, you, you've wrestled Donnie now, and you've seen Donnie wrestle, so you know his shtick is, what time is it? And then the crowd yells, prime time. So we're at the, we're at the dressing room at Pro South one night, and it's almost time for the show to start. We're going over some spots for a match, and uh, his brother Sheen's walking by, who he mentioned earlier, got dropped on his head the German suplex. But he's casually walking by, and Donnie turns to him, and he goes, Sheen, what time is it? And he yells, prime time. And I laughed my ass off. Like, I had tears running down my face. I was laughing so hard because I was just so perfectly timed. And Donnie looked genuinely like, motherfucker, I want to know what time it was. But it was, I don't know. To this day, I still give uh, Sheen props for that because that was just tremendous. But anyway. 
He, get, so he got that from my old lady. I just want to point that out. My <laughs> wife won't ever. I can't ask for the time in my house anymore. I just, I'm going to have to find a clock. And I'm like, Brandy, what time? Prom time. <laughs> like that joke was not funny when you said it the first time. It's not funny when you said it the 9,000th time, man. It's a struggle, bro. All right. It means you got oh, wow. your gimmick over, though, right? I mean, can't get away from it. Gay, <laughs> yeah, man. Over like Rover, brother. <laughs> What's your next question, Neil? Um. Well, I, I tell you, let me ask you this, and I guess just uh, out of curiosity's sake for myself, I don't anybody anybody else find this interesting or not. But um, the show that we did back in uh, back in Corinth back in October, um, you worked with uh, Josh Matthews on that show. Um, what What did you think of the show overall? That show was stacked from top to bottom. Um, I mean, Gene, you had to see the setup, man. I mean, phew. oh, WWE has ran lesser shows than this, man. Yeah, I was saying, I, I saw the picture. Show. It was like the old Halloween Havoc set. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I had to wrestle a, my first ever trick-or-treat match, undefeated, by the way, in trick-or-treat matches. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your resume. Oh, yeah. I'm also, I'm also undefeated in casket matches. And lingerie triangle tag team matches too. <laughs> That's probably going to stand for a long Whoa. time, by the way. Oh, a, a what? <laughs> a lingerie? What the hell are y'all doing? La- over lingerie, lingerie triangle tag team match. And I want to throw so, the challenge so out there to anyone listening: if you can get a group of four guys, me and Britt Jackson will defend the, the lingerie tag team title triangle title match against any number of teams. That's on the table. Just throwing that out there. And Neil, just so you can picture this, um, so you had Donnie and Britt and Laundry. This is this is the brainchild of Ace Haven because Ace will rib the guys and then rib the crowd by proxy. But uh, so they set this up, and the next week I'm sitting in the dressing room, and these guys are putting on freaking lingerie. You got Donnie and Britt, and then they put they put James Hardy in something that looked like the damn Lord Humongous fucking S and M. Oh Gary Nations would have bought it from him at the end of the night, but yeah. So I know he wouldn't have. I'm like, I told I told Ace like this is either going to get over or this is going to kill the town deader than shit. And you know they popped for the whole damn. I mean they popped through the whole damn thing. It was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous I mean, how well it got over. It was it was amazing until that damn bell had to ring. It, yeah, it made me mad how got it, how much it got over. Actually, I was like Jim Cornette back in the dressing room going, I can't believe we're doing this fucking shit. Look at this, and then. <laughs> Then they're popping for it, and you just kind of have to sit down and shut up because it works. So. Um, did you remember how mad Jed was about that? Oh, God, Jed's still <laughs> mad about that. I, I, God almighty, it killed his soul. Even as he was getting yeah, over, Jed was still mad about it. Like, I remember they brought up this crazy assortment of, of lingerie, and I was going to go for, like, the pink netted one that really just looked like a tank top, you know. And I was like – I looked at it, and I was like, man <laughs> – if I'm going to do a lingerie match, I want the lingerie with the stockings, the little button-up things. I'm going to have a damn lingerie match. And I'm yeah, and Britt, we came out wearing the same lingerie. You know, we did a spot where I snapped his bra off and he had to go change. So he comes out in even raunchier lingerie. Uh, Stupid came out there. We did a model off. It's all on YouTube, by the way. To this day, it stands as Tyler Gage's favorite pro-South match he's ever watched, he said. Wow. Oh my God, the um, 
It's good for the business, kid. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's all I got to do. <laughs> Who made the decision that James Hardy had to wear the S and M outfit? I think he picked that one because everybody was picking shit out. I think he went. For, he may have even brought it with him. I don't know. It was. He may have had that one in that big chain piece, around his neck with his. a black mask on. Dude, oh my! He oh, bring out, out the gown. Film. It was crazy. I, I bet he took it home with him after the fact. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not convinced he didn't bring it with Victoria him. Victoria was in the match too, Gene. Did you forget that? And Chris McCain. Oh God! And we Neil, see Neil don't even know all these stories that James had a girlfriend who was a guy uh, named Victoria who was actually whoa, whoa. a dude dressed as a woman. Yeah. There's some yeah, weird shit. Goes, when you really start talking about it, there's some weird shit goes on at Pro South. Chris <laughs> was a bodybuilder and. Was Jed was tapping it? Who was supposed to be Gene's nephew? Yeah, yeah. So a bodybuilder yeah. was tapping Gene's nephew. What? Okay, y'all got Gene's sister. My sister, who was a bodybuilder. Okay. Um, you've probably seen her on Facebook. That America Strong chick looks kind of like redheaded child. Do not know her, Gene. I think well, I across that. Neil doesn't know her. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, she. The, I leave. My sister slash Britt's mom shows up, and and then Jed, who they had already referenced as being somehow related, uh, was now hooking up with her. And yeah, it was. Like I said, Ace. Uh, <laughs> Ace will take it to the limit, and and you know, amuse himself, but it somehow it ends up getting over. Every time I think, okay, dude, you went too far. This is where this is where you lose everybody. It works. And then I show back up and, and punch her in the face, and I'm the biggest baby face there. Crazy. I don't know. Uh, okay. I was about to abort a baby in the ring. Do what? Do you, I said five uh, months prior to that, you were about to give a live abortion in the ring. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was about to give wrestling's first live abortion in the ring. <clears throat> Oh my Come God! Back, punch, well, I, punch I, in the face. That's not as bad as it sounds, Neil. It was like uh, <laughs> Amy was what? What was she like? Eight months pregnant? She was about something? to pop the kid out. Yeah, and I hit her in the face with you a baseball gonna, bat. Uh, well, I was after. I was going to. Yeah, I was going to hit her in the stomach with the bat, and then I ended up hitting her in the face with the bat. And then, like the two old ladies in the front row that that have a coronary every week, they were bringing rolling pins with them. And uh, so I ended up getting one of the rolling pins away from him and hitting her with that. And, of course, I go over there and tell them, it's your fault. You did this. You brought this shit down here. And then, so then they were climbing the rails, and it was amazing. And then all I had to do was well, slap my bodybuilder sister, and then I was a baby face. I, I was there the night you told the lady you hoped she got cancer for Christmas. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you got, hell, yeah. you got pretty damn creative over there. And then, yeah, and then I told the one lady when I lost the loser leave town match when I was moving to Kentucky that the only reason I'd ever come back to Piedmont would be to piss on a grave. And then I said, well, never mind. I don't like standing in long lines. And that's the night she climbed the rail and got kicked out for six months. That's, oh, that's tremendous. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> what would Vince Russo say about that, Donnie? Jesus, man. You got to let me write the, the reports about that. Bro, okay. Where you went, where you went wrong at is you, you, you shouldn't put the rolling pin on a pole, bro. You see, bro. Back in my day, I would have put a Mexican in there on a pole. 
What was your day? What era was that? Huh? What was your day? What era was that in your day? Bro, my day was my. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not. The last time, the last time you were right you, kept, you kept killing me when you go the attitude era, like the era, and it sounded just oh, like that. Oh, yeah. sounds on his fucking podcast. It was killing me. God, Bro, dude, I, the I, attitude I got era. Dude, like <laughs> I heard, him, I heard someone like mention his podcast. I'm like, I'm gonna go listen to this, and then I realized every time I listen to this guy, I want to hang myself. Like, God, he's the I've worst. About, like he's been on I, I, flares, he's been on Austin's, and I've always had to turn him off. I can't, I can't deal with it. And y'all, Jericho's and he can be talking Nana. about Raw last week, or he can be talking about the election, and he'll spin around. Well, bro, in my day in the Attitude Era, what I would have done, yeah. and it's like it's not always about you, dude. Shut the fuck up about what you would have done in the Attitude <laughs> Era. But anyway. Okay, bro, bro, bro. Okay, now, now, Gene, bro, I respect you. See, bro, back in my day, um, Hillary would have been in a bikini, bro. Like when I was booking for Vince in the Attitude Era, when I made Austin and I made The Rock, okay, we would have put Hillary up there in a bikini, okay, because no one pays to see women wrestle and no one pays to see women in politics. <laughs> I'm gonna get there, I'm man. gonna get Flynn on here one week doing his Austin against your uh, Vince Russo, and just let y'all have a 20 minute <laughs> debate on the Attitude Era and. and who did oh, what? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh man, we were setting up the ring in, in, at New South uh, last show, and I just hear out of nowhere, "Oh, give me a hell yeah!" And I'm like, "What? The <laughs> Stone Cold? He's playing Stone Cold over the? He's done grabbed the damn mic, cutting the Austin promo on this poor bastard setting up the sound equipment. He's it was just too much, man. Oh dude, he he. I mean, he can do that shit dead on. I mean, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he the told time, me about the, the he, road one trip. time he, like almost he had his break his, into Austin for twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, he told I'm me about the time that. he had that gimmick get a uh, sent to like Nancy Grace or something like that. And I was like, dude, would that not make yeah. you mad? He's like, I'd, he's like, I'd have been on the show if she'd have called me. <laughs> yeah, when he was doing when Kevin had him doing the child molester gimmick, and then. Yeah, they, they they tried to send it in to Nancy Grace, and they started a petition against him. It was crazy. We had yeah, to kill him all. Oh, too much heat. <laughs> Got to make them towns. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we literally it's only a matter of car wreck. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> then he came back, so, but, you know, that's wrestling. If Vince can do it, anybody can do it. There you go. Hell, Vince has survived a lot of crazy shit. Hell, <laughs> a child molesting gimmick. <laughs> wow. Only in wrestling, man. You remember Only the old child molester gimmick, don't you, Neil? We ran that one in Gibson back in '99. Oh my God, I've heard it. You diddled my kid. I'm gonna whoop your ass, son. <laughs> the bad part is there's, oh, part, there's parts. Of, the the bad part is there's parts of Tennessee where that would be a babyface gimmick. <laughs> wow! You want to see me getting them britches? Give me a hell yeah! Woo! Yep. <laughs> Get off that damn slide! <laughs> Boy, this show is taking a wrong, taking a wrong turn. <laughs> 
Gee, thanks, <laughs> Johnny Primetime. We've never sunk this low before. <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, well, one minute we're talking about fat dudes and t-shirts, now we're talking about child molesters. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This will be our last show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all just well, make well, trying to start some of that TV. You, up there. you gotta invite me. <laughs> we will. Trust me. We will. Good. Hey, Jax. How Dear you doing? God. <laughs> but um, the show me and Neil did down in uh, – Mississippi back to that was was awesome. I saw uh, James Storm get mouth raped by a fan. Um, that was that was fun. Uh, great show, top to bottom. Um, Neil Book, the that, guy by that the you way. guys were talking about. Um, I forgot his name because I'm an idiot, but he uh, wrestled James that night. Great match. Um, Eugene was there. Ron Simmons was there, and most importantly, so was the catering. There you go. <laughs> it was bigger than anything well, I had any business being on at the time. I'll tell you that. And just to clarify, uh, the Josh Matthews you wrestled isn't this shit hook that's on Twitter claiming to be the greatest announcer of all time, that ass clown from TNA. No, 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 no. The Josh Matthews I wrestled was a real OG, dude. Yeah, that dude, that can go. I don't, I don't know. Dude, Josh been wrestling since he was eight years old, man. Uh, him and his brother Chris, like back when me and Neil was first starting out, and Josh was like six or eight, and Chris was ten. They would get in the ring and work in front of the crowd before the show started and put on a, the better a better match than anybody did the rest of the night. You know, like we'd be, me and Neil be pissed, like, how are we supposed to follow that? They just did. They just put on <laughs> fucking Ray Mysterio and Dean Malenko from Nitro last Monday, and now we're gonna go ahead and do our walk and talk. He pulled my hair. He pulled my tights. Bullshit for twenty minutes. <laughs> Hey, man, uh, Gene, I don't know if you've referenced this story on this podcast or not, but what about the time you, you were in a tag, but you showed me the video where you had to beat some poor dude with a damn chair that wasn't selling for you. Oh, <laughs> well, God. actually, it wasn't selling for Neil. Um, yeah, this is <laughs> on YouTube. I'll put the link. <laughs> yeah, that's Neil. I'll put the link up on the uh, localstolegends.com for anybody who wants to see it. But uh, I'll try to make it a quick story. Me and Neil – uh, we're wrestling over in Batesville, Mississippi. Uh, we were in a three-way tag match with Stud and Wraith, uh, who were the – I get were we the, we were the champions, I think. Yeah, we were the champions, and then Stud and Wraith, and then they had these guys called the Dark Ones, who were two trainees that Wraith had been training. Uh, there was and they and they, I mean, they were just two guys from Batesville, Mississippi, or local, but they would paint their face up to look Chinese because they were the dark ones and they were one of them wore a karate gi and the other one just wore the pants. So we called them shirts and skins because we didn't know what their stupid ass names were. <laughs> it was some Japanese name. <laughs> but me and Neil just always called them shirts and skins, but they didn't really like that too much. That. <laughs> and then they had this, this fat redheaded guy in the corner. Cause you think two Japanese guys would have a Japanese manager to communicate with them. But no, they just had a, a fat guy in a white T-shirt and blue jeans with a kendo stick in their corner. And that was their manager, and then that was their, their gimmick. They brought that stick out there. So um, they they pinned either Wraith – I guess it was Wraith, because I think me and Stud were down the aisle pretending like we were fighting down by the dressing room because everybody was watching the <laughs> ring. And so we're just kind of just standing there next to each other, even though we're supposed to be fighting. And so we're watching all this unfold, and <laughs> – 
uh, shirts, pins, wraith, and they're the new champions. And and uh, the manager just walks right up on Neil. So Neil snatches the stick away from him and starts beating this guy across the head. So shirts and skins slide out to his defense. And Neil starts hitting shirts, the big guy, with the, the kendo stick. And he's just standing there not selling it. Like, it's his own gimmick, and he's not selling it. And so Neil cracks him in the head about three, four good times, and he's just, you know, he's, like, gritting his teeth. It's like it's like my cat. We used to, to keep the cat off stuff, we'd spray her with a water sprayer. And so after a while, if she really wanted to get it, she'd just grit her teeth and do it anyway. Well, that's what this motherfucker was doing. Like, he's gritting his teeth to keep from selling. And so I look at Stud, and I'm like, fuck this shit. So I go grab a chair. <laughs> And come around, and I crack this bit, and this we're like we're in an old ass bar, so these chairs are like thirty years old. This ain't like the little thin. This is a big old thick, hardcore steel chair. And I crack this guy in the head about four or five good times. And when I turn it towards the camera, you can see the indention. But like the first three, he doesn't sell. Still gritting his teeth. Still. And finally, the the fourth one, he falls over on the ring mat rolls into the ring, and then immediately pops up, grabs the belt, and starts celebrating like he just won WrestleMania. And uh, <laughs> I go, there was a video the video camera that was recording, I went over and called him a non-working motherfucker or something. And my brother, who's listening to this, will remember this, because he was the guy running the camera, and he was about 12 years old at the time or so. Um, probably one of the first times he heard me say motherfucker, actually. But anyway. Uh, yeah, and then, of course, that continued into the dressing room. Uh, to a more, much more heated promo than what we cut on the mic. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story of the shirts and skins and the steel chair. Damn, classic. Those guys are idiots. <laughs> they were. And the one guy's still around. He's like, he became an Anderson at some point, apparently, I was told. But I think yeah, the other guy just faded away. He became obsolete. <laughs> yeah, the Benz uh, is still working. <laughs> and uh, did he ever learn how to work? That, he did. He actually he did. Good. And uh, but you know what? The Paul Skins, <laughs> he uh, <laughs> he's the one that he's the one that took the beating for the other guy because the other guy was one one selling. He just happened to be at the right place at the wrong time. Mm. <laughs> he got his damn head beat in. Oh yeah, and the bad thing was, them guys had to wrestle us three or four more times after that. None of them were pleasant after that episode. Oh, and did they learn to sell? Oh, I, oh yeah. Well, like he said, skins did, and the other guy eventually, because I cussed him up one side and down the other when we got to the dressing room. Um, but I can just remember seeing skins' uh, chest because Neil would just back him in the corner and just chop the living shit out of him just over and over and over, and he just have handprints all up and down his chest because I wasn't ever a big chopper, but. Neil would, Neil would take him back here and just chop the shit out of him. Of course, he'd slap <laughs> shirts, and then he had like four shirts on, so you just hear thump, thump. <laughs> it, was, it was pointless <laughs> to chop him. Remember the uh, one of them, I think it was shirts. I, I honestly, God, I don't even remember what that guy's name was. But, oh, I have no uh, clue what their name is. They, uh, you know, they, they both uh, wrestle with no shoes on. I guess they're supposed to be Chinese or Japanese or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, um, one of them, uh, I, I stepped on one of them's foot one night and tore his big toenail half off. I remember Ooh, that. Oh, God. You remember, you yeah. remember that? <laughs> yes, that was in like, 
I don't remember where we were at, but yeah, because I don't think that was at the bar. I think it was one of the times we worked them at the IWF show or something. But, and boy, that bar, that ring was something. If you look at that video, that's just a freaking tarp for a mat. That's not an actual mat. It's just a, a, a literal tarp like you'd put over your trailer that you're hauling shit on. Um, so that was always fun to deal with. Oh, Lord. Those Good times. All right, Donnie. So, so you've gotten out and about. <laughs> Uh, you know, you, you spent a lot of time at, at Pro South, but like you said, you've been hitting the road. So have you have you showed up at any of these places and they not be what you had in mind? Like have you ended up like in a, a shitty ring or thrown in with somebody who just had no clue what the hell they were doing and you're like, Oh god, this is the joys of being on the road and getting what you get. Uh as far as working bad people, no. Um uh, <clears throat> now I did get to go to this one town in, in Texas, an NTWA, North Texas Wrestling Alliance, where, I mean, the, the promotion's good. It was full of great guys, and it was an awesome place. But it, it didn't look like it was going to be. You know, you ever been to uh, where the GPS is taking you, and you're just like, where am I going? And there's like maybe one house every ten miles, and you're like, I'm gonna die out here. If my, my car yeah. goes down, I'm not making it anywhere. I'm not, you know, I'm, they're going to eat me. Well, I'm, I'm just, uh, my, I get to the, this place, and, like, my expectations are just, I'm like, there's no way we're going to be wrestling at some hole in the wall. We get there. They got my name up in lights on, like, at the billboard outside, and I'm just like, well, I guess they know a superstar's coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> had a red carpet out and everything. I mean, they heard I, you know, nice. took the title from Memphis. They had to, had to Give me the lavish treatment there. He gave you the old rub, didn't he? Yeah, he had to, man. But uh, <laughs> Rocket City, um, it's a very new promotion. The ring, I don't think, um, when they, it was a newer ring or whatever, uh, it broke. Like, me huh. and Charles Anders had a match up there, and half the ring had felt fallen through because they had some big old hosses in there two matches before us, and they were slamming the mess out of each other. So we get in there and we're like, wait a minute. So we worked the Vulcan her Noah, you know, the Vulcan nerve hold all night. Just had to yeah. blow school on it. I wish and, uh, I, I, I wish I had, had to work a Monroe style, man. huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, he got no my bumps. Tie, he pulled my hair. Hell yeah. <laughs> Good to know sometimes. Um, yo, it gets up, dude. I'd like to say one of the most over Twin State matches I've ever been a part of was the uh, no punch match with Neil, and I've, I was as I was told this is what the match is going to be. I'm like, how are we going to make this work? How are we going to tell the story that I can't punch the? You know, because in today's day and age, everyone throws a punch. There's a punch thrown in the first 15 mm-hmm. seconds more than most of it. You know, and a tornado kick to the head. <laughs> so how are we going to get over the fact that I'm not allowed to punch him? And by the time, by the end of the match, when I finally, it was a Neil Taylor $5,000 challenge match, by the way. The old school bucket of gimmicks, he pulled one out, and it was a no punch match. I was just like, just how so are we going to make this work? Yeah. <laughs> so by the end of it, though, the crowd was furious, you know, because, you know, Mr. Sensational's drawing the ref, Neil's clocking me with his fist, the crowd's losing their damn mind. Finally, something goes down, and I just can't deal with it. I hit him one time, ref turns, and I get DQ'd. Straight up old school style, man. It was fun. It's, you know, it's something different that you don't get. Uh, people don't just go, hey, yeah, you're working the no punch match, not, man. 
I've been yeah, dying to do that, and I wanted to do that with Memphis, and and never could work it in anywhere. But I went as as a kid. I went to a Continental show in Columbus, Mississippi. Uh, it was right in the middle of the Nightmare Angle, where Ken Wayne had turned on Danny Davis, and they in every month they were coming back with a different match. So you know the month before it had gotten pretty heated, and so you know they you can only do so many different kinds of matches before, you know, you, you have to blow it off. So I thought this was a genius way to, you know, they had had a false, not false kind of anywhere, but like street fight match the month before. So then Ken Wayne goes on mm-hmm. TV and he's like, look, I'm a wrestler. You know, I, I'm not here to have a street fight. I, I want to have a wrestling match. So unless you can guarantee me, we're going to wrestle and he's not going to punch me. I, I won't wrestle him again, you know, but I'll wrestle him in a match where if he throws a punch, he's disqualified. And so, he agrees to do it, and so they go in there, and much like, you know, we went over for y'all's match, before the match even starts, Ken Wayne gets on the ring, and he gets on the mic, and it's like, you know, your wife's a whore, and your son's a fucking, you know, ugly little <laughs> retard, and like, just cuts the promo on him. Of course, Danny charges him, and he rears back, and the fans are like, no, 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 and so he arm drags him. And then throughout the match, you know, Ken would slap him in the face and berate him, and and – Danny would be just about to punch him, and, and after a while, after him being a coward through the whole match and, and agony moan, you know, now the crowd's just dying to see him punch him. Win be damn, you know, this guy needs punched in the face. And so, and they drug this match out like 20-something minutes. And so, finally, final straw, Danny Davis just sweeps his legs out from under him, straddles him, and just commences to just wearing his ass out. And I've never in my life, in a live show, seeing a crowd go that crazy. I mean, they lost their shit. And I'm like, they were able to make a punch, the most basic, simple, generic thing you can do in a match, mean everything. And that always just amazed me. Even as a kid, that had stuck with me all those years. And I'm like, once I got into wrestling, I'm like, somewhere, I'm going to use that one day. And never did, never did, never did. And when I finally, I'm like, God damn it, I'm booking my own show. I'm doing it now. Who's going to stop me, you know? <laughs> and I was like, and I know just the guys to do it. But that was my only fear <laughs> was that that's such a go-to that even though we had the angle worked out and you knew what to do, that just out of just pure, you know, reflex, that you just pop off and punch him. And then, then what? <laughs> you know, as long as the ref didn't see Neil, that was fine because you could do that. But if you hauled off and punched him – it's all shot. So I was very proud that, that you made that work and that, you know, you, you didn't, didn't punch him until the time was right. And, um, of all the matches on the card, yeah, I was very proud of that one because you guys took what I wanted you to do and you went, you went out and performed it perfectly and got the exact reaction we wanted and, uh, did it all right to the letter. And I was extremely proud of that match. It was a lot of on YouTube. Yes, you can see it on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I'll put it up on the page, too. Yeah, I'll <laughs> put that up. <laughs> also, make sure you get tagged the link to the lingerie, you know, triangle tag match. Oh, <laughs> yeah, watch at your own risk. We'll put a, we'll put a <laughs> disclaimer on that one. There you oh go. Oh, my God. I mean, you got... Like, I've seen men. lingerie matches a bunch of damn dudes. What the hell was that shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put my pecker up. <laughs> I can see you I'm half hard by the time I realized who that was in the bondage outfit. Oh, oh! Hey, look at look at Britt. Like that chick's got hair on her tits. I don't know what I'm doing there. 
Uh, Leslie's seen a few chicks with hair on her tits, I'm guessing, but you know. <laughs> another story for another podcast. Oh my lord! I could see him. Oh, I could see walking it. I could see walking into a dressing room and him see that on a card and go, "What the fuck is this bull?" <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he would say. Oh God, yeah. Oh, He'd still be talking about it. You remember when we yeah. went over there and they had that damn lingerie match with all the guys? What the fuck was that? <laughs> and it got over. That's why we're staying. It got over. Yeah. That stupid came out with a with a fake set of tits, man. And uh, somehow me and Britt got to working together where we disarmed him and, and showed everyone that his tits were fake. And it's just, yeah, God, it's so good until the wrestling starts. I mean, it's just funny. The crowd's buying yeah, it up. Yeah, at that There's point, a, you know, it's a bunch of dudes wrestling in lingerie, and then, then it gets even creepier somehow. But Yeah, I mean, you're just like, there's no way. And the funny thing is, is we're wearing the lingerie over our gear. So it's not like more Thank revealing, God. but like the I'm actually, if you knew what I was wearing, like, I used to wear those little cheetah print ones, man, so I actually had way more cover on than I normally had, but the crowd liked it more. I'm just like, what is this? This this is wrestling for you, bud. Well, I've always said those people in Piedmont are fucking weird anyway, and that was proof positive of it that night when they reacted the way they did, because there was no reason that shit should have got over like that. But anyway, yeah, we'll put the video up for those who dare to watch it. And uh, you can you can decide for yourself. But, all right, so we're winding down, and we don't want this to end on the note of of the lingerie match. <laughs> so, so Neil, if you got a question, you can ask and steer this back into a, a better direction, hopefully. Well, um, well, I guess uh, you know what. Um, so what's what, what's the future hold for for Donnie Primetime right now? What what have you got going on right now? What's uh, uh, what's going on? Man, I hope the future holds everything, you know. Hoping and doing is two different things, I understand, but my my fingers on a lot of things right now, you know, especially trying to get into some new promotions, uh, trying to get in some new states. Um, I know March 23rd I'm going up to Indiana for IWA Mid-South. Cool. God, a lot of guys, man, a lot of big names have have passed through there over the years. That's that's really cool. Um, That's awesome. I'm I'm in the Softcore Cup this year. Uh, That's that's going down. (laughs) Has that got anything to do with lingerie? (laughs) Let's hope so, man. (laughs) Kevin, when Kevin Brennan's involved, uh, he this is the same guy that booked the child molester, Neil. So that tells you anything. Oh wow! Oh nice. So you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm in that. we get Neil um, in that with you there. Uh, no yeah, it needs to happen. I'm retired. <laughs> I just just, yeah, just I'm, now. <laughs> you heard more people first, retire Neil on this Taylor podcast. <laughs> Derek King retar- retired twice last week during our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I gotta retire now. I gotta keep the trend going, man. You can't have a guest yeah. leave not retired. Okay. <laughs> well, you know that's the trend these days, guys. I mean, every time something don't go right, these young guys, quote unquote, and I've got my my fingers in the air, retire. It's not just good <laughs> enough. They take a few weeks off, calm down, and come back. They gotta fucking retire from their hobby, 
and uh, and then yeah. they make you know nine comebacks like their twenty four year old Terry Funk. Um, you know, Brett Michaels, I love Jackson. him to death, but Neil mentioned earlier, Brett, Brett Michaels has retired more times than Terry Funk and Flair combined at this point, and he's, he's the same age I am, so uh, <laughs> God love him. I see, I call Brett Jackson six months on, six months off, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Brett. Yeah, you're going to carry that one around for a while, Brett, until you stay, I, stay I already back told him. He's like, bit. man, why are you giving me shit for it? I was like, well, dude, when you do a full year of wrestling, come talk to me. Until then, you know. Six months on, six months off. Yeah, you're that but, guy for the for the meantime. Oh yeah, man. Well, well, I just uh, just want to say, you know what? Hopefully, we can uh, maybe we can try to get you back over in uh, these parts at some point. Um, I, I wish you the best. Uh, I'm um, excited that you, you you're getting to branch out outside of uh, you know outside of your home state over there, and it sounds like you're getting to do some big things. Uh, uh, you definitely uh, seem like you got your head on right because you're, you know, you're doing the seminars, you're hitting the road, and you know, doing what you're supposed to do to to get better and and, and put your name out there. So I'm stoked that you're uh, stoked that you're getting out there, and I, I I wish you all all the luck in the world, my man. No, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks you for having me on. It's a pleasure. And uh, you ever want you ever need me to come out there, well, you know, or just to holler at me? I'm on Facebook under Donnie Primetime. On Twitter as D Primetime Third, Instagram D uh, D Primetime Three, and uh, visit the Pro Wrestling T-shirt store www.prowrestlingtees.com backslash Primetime Tees. Thank you, gentlemen. Now that's when you Thank know you. that's when you know a guy is going somewhere, and you know he's hot shit when he's got his own Pro Wrestling Tees store with such big names as Stone Cold Steve Austin, CM Punk. Uh, Randy Savage, Gene Jackson, guys like that, you know, he's the shit. So, good job, buddy. Yes. Uh-huh. James Hardy's got I've one, been, too, so, you know. And I've been you know. 20 years and ain't got one. <laughs> what the heck? Got you're going to you'll have to catch uh, Donnie Primetime off the air and uh, find out the tricks of the trade of how to get there. I, I, can, I can say I just slipped in before there was any limits. Like, it was like, me, Colt Cabana, and like three other people had one when I got on, and you didn't. There was no, you just had to sign up for it. Now you got to have like thirty thousand Twitter followers, and you have to at least wrestled on one WrestleMania and all this shit to get a store now. <laughs> and, you know, recently, but uh, back when I got in, it was like, you want a store? Okay, here you go. Good luck, buddy. So, how's that working out for you? You selling a lot of shirts? Um, okay, all yeah. right, there we go. No, I'm <laughs> I mean, hey. Well, the old lady people. and Britt bought one, so things are looking up. There you go. I mean, but people <laughs> ask me, hey, man, you got any shirts? I'm like, man, I don't have them on me, but, uh, you know, here's my pro. And they was like, oh, well, I want a shirt. I, I was like, well, just go get it. No, if you don't have one on you. And then, like, I bought, yeah. like, 40 of them the other day, and I just – I don't have them anymore. I sold out of them. Like if I sell them myself, people they'll, they'll eat them like hotcakes, man. Tell them where to go get them online, and they're just like, "Nah, that takes time. I'm good." Yeah, it's got to come in the mail. <laughs> I want my Donnie Primetime shirt right now. I want to rock that shit. Instant gratification. To... Exactly. So uh, yeah, so that's cool. You got the you got the shirts going on. May I suggest that uh, perhaps you you get a shirt that designed to look like you're wearing lingerie, and, and you know. Ooh. Maybe an official Locals of Legends shirt. 
in the, should be in the works with some lingerie on it. Well, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. I, mean, um, I definitely, I still <laughs> think the first locals legend shirt that ever comes out will either be hashtag shit hook or uh, hashtag uh, cheese sticks and gambling for Leslie Jones. But you know, we haven't gotten that far along yet. We got we got to get a few more followers and uh, a couple more sponsors before we go into. <laughs> That territory. Yeah, the yeah, cheese hooks and – or not the cheese hooks. God damn. Cheese hooks. <laughs> hey, there you cheese go. Cheese hooks. There we go. <laughs> of the cheese hooks and gambling shirt comes out, you just let Primetime know. I, I need to get me about a few of those. Well, I will let you know, sir. And uh, plug uh, March 18th, right? New South, you're going to be about right down the road March from 18th. me down here. And uh, like I say, you're in a pretty big tag team deal. What, what, tell us about that real quick before we before we go. Man, it's uh, man, it's probably one of the most craziest matches I've ever seen on on paper and put a part of for corner tag team match. That's going to be crazy to pull off, and you get all these teams with an insane amount of talent in there. And yeah, man, I'm just I'm really excited about it. I hate to give you guys a generic answer. Well, I'm really excited, and I'm going to do my best, you know. But it's it's going to be a hell of a show, and uh, hopefully, even with Tommy Dreamer and Odinson and Flint beating the hell out of each other. People will be going home talking about that four-corner tag team match, you know? Well, absolutely. Well, best of luck. And uh, if anybody wants to book Donnie Primetime, hit him up at one of the means that he mentioned uh, just a few moments ago. If you want to throw that out there one more time, if there's a promoter listening that wants to book Donnie Primetime, how do they contact you? Well, the best way would be go to Facebook on Donnie Primetime. Um, of course, if you're not so social media savvy, you can always hit me up at DonnyPrimeTime at gmail.com. Um, and there's the Twitter at DPrimeTime3. But um, that's about the hustle. Hey, get in touch with me. All right. Well, there you go, Donnie. Thanks for being on the show. We'll have you on again one of these days and uh, keep tearing it up out there, man. Anytime, guys. Thank you. All right, Neil. Donnie Primetime, Master of Prime Jitsu. There he was. I'm still trying Fun to get episode. over this. Uh, yeah, still trying to get over this this lingerie thing. I just uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you should have been there. It was uh, uh, it was a sight to behold, to say the least. Yeah. So uh, so we've had a good time the last <laughs> few weeks. We we had uh, we had Conrad Thompson on, and we had Derek King on. We had Donnie Primetime on. Uh, so the hits keep coming next next Sunday night. Tell the listeners who we're going to have right here on Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio. Man, we're going to have a uh, a legend if there ever was one. Uh, somebody that's been uh, been around for a long time that has, has done it all, seen it all, um, tons of stories to tell. Uh, was uh, worked for WCW, the NWA, um, WWF, WWE. Uh, it's been everywhere. Uh, Curtis Hughes, Mr. Hughes, will uh, will join us here next Sunday night. So uh, it should be uh, should be a great show. A lot of fun stories. I know uh, Mr. Hughes is excited to be here and uh, works. I'm excited to hear some of the stories. Man, I got the opportunity last April during the uh, the Pro South Trinity Cup Challenge. Uh, I did commentary for the DVD with Mr. Hughes and in between matches. I uh, would, you know, ask him questions and he was telling me stories. And man, like you said, I mean, uh, Curtis the Cat Hughes started out in Kansas City, 
uh, went to the AWA, to the NWA slash WCW, uh, all all sorts of territories, and then of course uh, WWF, later ECW. Uh, he spent some time in Memphis uh, with our friend on, on Derek King on, on Memphis wrestling with Corey Macklin, and so I mean the guy literally, like you said, has been everywhere and done everything. He was managed by Harley Race. Uh, he was telling me a story at the table that night about having the NWA World Championship match with Harley Race in Kansas City, and um, he's he's one of the last few guys, and he pointed this out to me, and it's very true. He's one of the last few guys who saw wrestling from the old-school territory days where there were literally uh, dozens of territories on into the modern television era of wrestling. He, he lived, you know, both ends of that part of the business, and I find that interesting. There aren't a whole lot of guys like that left um, who are still relevant. And, of course, you know, he's had his school in Atlanta, and he's trained all sorts of guys. He's Slater and Moose and Apollo Crews and – all these, a lot of these guys that are that are popping up on TV now, and have some guys like Heath Slater's been around for a long time. He trained them, and he's responsible for them uh, being the guys they, the guys they are today. So it's going to be fun talking to Mr. Hughes next week. But before we go, uh, every week we have uh, <laughs> what we always say is our favorite segment, the bad promo of the week. And usually I will I will give a big build up and I'll kind of tell you what you're about to hear. But this week I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to I'm just going to cut it on. Uh, we're going to let you hear this bad promo and then afterwards me and Neil will discuss the contents of said promo immediately following. So here we go. This is February 26, 2017's bad promo of the week. You know what? I ain't in a very good mood tonight, and I'm going to tell you why. Don't tell me to shut up. I'll slap you around. You know, I'm sure... I'm sure that everybody... That everybody... Got a big thrill out of seeing me get my behind whipped on television last week. That wasn't funny. That stupid Scott Porto, that stud, supposedly, and cocky click, and Neil, Happy Meal Taylor. I like that. They want to come out here, and they think they're going to put their hands on the owner of this company. You know, I'm not going to put up with it. So... Commissioner Al Hall and I, we have come up with some matches tonight. I'm going to call this the Sensational Punishment Hour. We're going to punish everybody in here. Okay, now, this thing wasn't exactly rolling along smooth before the Punish Shit Hour. It was off the rails from the word go, but oh my God. Uh, you were there for this. Tell me a little bit about the background, of the uh, the aftermath of this promo. The uh, well, <laughs> before the promo happened, I remember we were we we went through because normally Leslie can remember I, Leslie can remember anything. It, it amazes me some of the stuff he can remember. And um, when we 
he had to go out and cut this promo and, and set up all these matches. He was like, there's no damn well I'm going to be able to remember all this stuff. So he made a list, and you can, if you watch the clip, and we can post it too, but um, if you see, if you watch the clip, he's, he's got a, a, a clipboard in his hand. Well, he was so hung up on trying, <laughs> trying to just remember these matches without having to reference the clipboard. Um, yeah. <laughs> you heard what happened. These, bless his heart, he simmered and stuttered all the way through it because you, you can tell that, that he was just trying to – he was trying to remember what he was trying to to put over, and it just – It was very Jeff Farmerish well. there at a couple of points. <laughs> yeah. He, he called Scott, Scott Porto a stud. Uh, even yeah. though his name was stud, Scott Porto, he goes, Scott Porto, yeah. that stud. <laughs> exactly, like he's commenting from personal experience or something. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was uh, that was great. Uh, we, we we'll probably play that one again sometime uh, when Leslie's on the show, and then Letty. We may start oh, having yeah. some called defend your defend your bad promo, and uh, <laughs> play it, and then let the person explain it afterwards. Because oh yeah, that was. That was something to behold right there. That was nice. And he was, uh, when shit. it was over with, do what? The punish shit hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The punish <laughs> shit. But when we, because uh, I, I was at the curtain when that happened, he'd come back through and he was freaking out because he was afraid that the TV station was going to kick us off the air because he said shit <laughs> And uh, yeah. they were trying to figure out trying to figure out a way to go back and cover it, and finally he was just like, "The hell with it." I, you can tell that I messed up, but if if the hell with it, we'll just let it go. So, and and nothing ever become of it. That we never heard back from the station or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, and that that's something that we need to. Uh, I mean, that's something that we I throw up to Leslie every once in a while. He gets a kick out of. <laughs> Well, I hope he's listening, um, and then, like I say, he will, we'll let him come defend it if, if he wants to, but that's our friend, Leslie Jones. <laughs> he gets wound up sometimes, and you get a a doozy out of him every now and then. So, next week, Mr. Hughes, uh, this week was fun, and uh, a lot of people, Neil, I've been getting uh, messages from some people saying that they feel that the show – it's getting better each week, and that we're we're starting to get a little bit of a rhythm down. And because right, it's not easy for two people to do interviews, it's really not. And uh, you know, people may think. And in some of these interviews, we did kind of have a basic outline, like with Conrad, we kind of had somewhat of a game plan. Uh, but like these last two weeks, we've just been flying by the seat of our pants. We've just been uh, freestyling it, as some people would say. And I hit him with a question, you hit him with a question, we kind of go back and forth. And honestly, what's funny is, like, I was told last week by two or three different people, uh, last week was one of our best shows, and we put the least amount of prep work into it. So I don't know what that says, <laughs> if we just need to do what we did tonight and just uh, just roll with it or what. But I'm enjoying <laughs> it, and I appreciate you doing the show with me each week. And uh, it's I definitely like having a co-host and having the interaction than when it was just me interviewing somebody. And then it's just me stammering and stuttering over words before and after <laughs> the interview. So 
I'm enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying it too. I hope the listeners are enjoying it. But all the feedback I'm getting so far has been good. If you has anybody said anything to you about it, anybody at the show last night tell you they've listened or give a shit or Yeah, I had a couple of people that uh, told me they listen, they enjoy listening to it. Um um uh, yeah, and I'm enjoying doing it too. Uh, you know, this podcasting radio slash radio thing is, is something totally new to me and uh, I constantly go back and listen to the <laughs> listen to the episodes, trying to figure out where I'm stammering and stuttering. But uh, another thing, a lot of people don't realize, is you and I are three and a half hours apart. <laughs> so yeah, you're in Central exactly. Alabama, and I'm in North Mississippi. So, um, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it, and uh, uh, you know, me and you hung out and rode the kept the roads hot for several years and always had a lot of fun conversation and and you know uh, uh our lives have led us from different paths or different areas and it's fun to get on here and, and talk about the wrestling business with you a little bit every once in a while kind of like we used to exactly yeah like i said before if uh if for no other reason i enjoy the show for that it, it keeps us in contact at least once a week and uh so that's that's fun, and I'm glad that other people are enjoying it as well. And uh, and I'm also pretty uh, pretty excited to say when you go and look at downloads that even like uh, the episode where it was just me and you talking about promoting uh, has gotten just about as many downloads as some of our other shows with bigger guests. So, like, you know, I always feel like, well, maybe we're talking too much and we need to get to the guests. But I guess some people like listening to our stories and our rambling. So, Every so often, we'll we'll break up the shows in one week instead of having a guest. Me and Neil will discuss what we feel, anyway, to be a relevant topic and uh, share some of our stories. And apparently, some people like them, and I guess for the ones that don't, they can wait till the next week and see who the guest is. But uh, speaking of things we enjoy, uh, one of my favorite parts of the show <laughs> is the close. <laughs> and I got another winner for us. So uh, sit back and enjoy Jack's... Once again, this is for you, brother. Neil, let's do it again next week. Man, yeah. We didn't get our plugs in, but I think by now everybody knows. Uh, go listen to a previous episode if you're not sure. We'll we'll double plug next week or something. But uh, <laughs> I forgot that part because I don't have my usual itinerary in front of me. But you know where to find <laughs> us. You know. Local, uh, com. <laughs> Yeah, LogosLegends.com, and it's got links to everything, literally every other thing that Neil and I have, websites, Twitters, Facebooks, everything with Instagrams on there, and we'll get those up soon enough. So LogosLegends.com, we'll be throwing up videos of several things we referenced tonight. I'll throw up some fun videos involving next week's guest, Mr. Hughes, throughout the week. And like we said before, who knows what other fun stuff we'll be adding. But for right now, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Take us home, Jax.
You're listening to Locals to Legends Wrestling Radio, brought to you by Rockstar Records, 810 East Main Street, Tupelo, Mississippi, 662-269-3745. Mm-hmm. 